You are listening to the B2B Marketing Mindset with Pete Monfrey and Bill Lowell. We want to help demystify marketing to reduce risk, drive more and better opportunities and grow your business. Are you ready to master marketing? So let's talk budgeting. Doesn't that sound exciting? We'll get to the sexy stuff in a minute. I want to show you our model, the model that we built that I, I will also send you. If you shoot me a private message, I'll send you this model that you can use also uh, to figure out a marketing budget um, that works. So there's, there's at least three ways of doing it, uh, not counting a wild-ass guess or what we like to say the WAG method. Uh, one is arbitrary. Okay, You can set a, a budget arbitrarily. We have uh, 20 grand for this year because that's what I think it should be. Or, you know, so a whim, it's an educated guess, it's a percentage that we think, uh, but it's not based on anything empirical. Number two, you can base it on historical, okay? What did we spend last year? Let's spend that and a little more, or let's that's let's cut that, let's, but it's all based on what, what was spent before. Um, or actual, based on real world data and understanding your cost of acquisition. And if you know me, you know which one I'm going for. Number three. Oh, need one more ring there. Um, number three, uh, this is a great way to do it because it's realistic, uses real data. All right. So now cost of acquisition or cost of customer acquisition or CAC, uh, as the techies like to say, uh, it isn't, it's not really that hard to figure out. Um, it's, it's a little bit harder for startups because they don't have historical data to kind of look at, oh, hey, what's our cost of acquisition now and what should it be? Um, but you can still use this model and you can still figure out uh, what it actually is going to cost rather than just being a wild ad guest. So if essentially you divide the number of either customers, deals, transactions. You got to customize this model for your business. But however you do it, you divide the, the transactions by the amount of money you invested to win those deals. So how much each deal is worth and then how much you're willing to invest to win a deal so uh, or a client or however you want to set it up. But again, before we get to the sexy math, I want to mention something. This is important. If you just take what what's on the, the P&L under sales, marketing, you know, sales uh, line, marketing line, um, there's a good chance that you're missing money that's being spent that directly contributes to customer acquisition, but it's not necessarily right under that line item, right? It might be a separate line item like trade shows, right? Where it really should be, in my non-CPA opinion, uh, uh, on your accounts as a subcategory of marketing. Sometimes it's not. And there can be all kinds of things that aren't reflected in a company's financials based on how they, uh, how they set them up. So the more you can hunt down uh, what's really going into bringing the customer into the door, you know, the better your number is going to be. So let, let me show you this model really quick. And I hope you can read the, uh, hope you can read the, um, the numbers are kind of small on my screen, but, um, but anyway, here it is in all its glory. Isn't it beautiful? Uh, not meant to be easy on the eyes, but this is, uh, this is how it works. Uh, so we can edit these green uh, areas. And so this thing actually does a lot more than just figure out cost of acquisition. But uh, for today, we're just going to talk about that uh, that aspect of it. Up here, this is just reproducing what's down here in kind of a summary. And usually for every client, you know, this gets a little bit different depending on how they, you know, maybe they're a month month-to-month -month transaction reoccurring revenue model, or maybe they're uh, one large purchase forever and those customers don't buy again or or anything in between this can be modified for that but so 
you put your average transaction size. Let's, it's right now it says $10. Let's increase that. So uh, let's say that we, so we've got, in this case, we've got $600,000 in sales. Let's, let's just put round numbers in here. We spent 100,000 on sales. We spent 90, oh, 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 on sales. And so now we've got all of our variables set and you can see there's some color coding here. What this is really telling us is a whole bunch of, of different metrics really. But the one that we're looking for right now is cost of acquisition. So if this was our historical information from last year, for every deal or customer or whatever it is we're putting in here, uh, brought in, we spent $950 or 31.67% of revenue. Okay, percentage of revenue right here. And you go down here, and in this scenario, you've got a 33x lifetime MR, uh, marketing return on investment. Um, uh, lifetime value at 2%. You've, you've invested of, of their lifetime value annually. That's 31.67. Beep, 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 beep. See how that's red? That's too much money. That budget is too high. All right. So, and then this and this. All right. So then you look at it and you say, that's, that's last year. Now, what do we want it to be, right? What, what do we, let's say that our, our goal here is to raise the average transaction by just $500, make it even less, $1,250, okay? And you watch how much these numbers change. And we're gonna just keep the purchases the same, just we don't want too many variables. Uh, we're gonna keep that the same. But this time we're gonna close uh, 300 uh, customers. And so again, this is predictive. And so that's, let's say, you know, management says, hey, we need a $2 million uh, in annual revenue. Well, you can work these numbers so that you can figure out about how many, how many deals you need to get to what, you know, and, and what your average transaction price should be. See, we're still only at 15, 1.5. So, and, you know, maybe we want our profit margin to be 20%. All right. Now, let's put in last year's. And even though, you know, we're using historical reference, I wanted to put in the same, same number here because you see that something happens. Um, you're spending the same amount of money, but your cost of acquisition dropped dramatically. And that's because you've increased this by 150%. You've increased their annual value by the same. Um, and you've increased the number of closed deals by uh, 175%. And so the the ROI on lifetime value goes nuts, um, you know, cost effects. So this is actually telling me, again, it's turned red again. You see this? What, what that actually means is now our, uh, some, some of our numbers are either too low or there's a, something that's not really right. And so now we can use this as a model to try to get decent numbers and it's going to tell us a very rough number, right? And so um, I'm just putting low numbers in. So in this case, we've got this, you know, we're spending 7%. So this tells us we can come up a little bit here, up a little bit here. You know, to get this in the range, you might have to manipulate these, right? You might have to change kind of how you're doing things or what your objectives are and what some of your baselines are. And so, you know, it means working harder and trying to hit that new cost of acquisition number. But at the end of the day, 
you know, you're asking yourself, am I willing to invest uh, $357 to bring in $67,000 of lifetime value or $4,500 of customer value that year? So it, in a way, that's really step one. Um, but this gives you, and, and you can say, hey, well, if we're willing to spend $357 uh, per customer and we need 350 customers, you multiply those two together, that's your marketing budget. At least that's your rough budget, right? It's rough still. But you know it's pr pretty close to what, you know, where you want your numbers to be. The next step, and I, a lot of firms don't do this, and I think it's really where the rubber hits the road. It's one of the biggest complaints we, we see from clients is that, hey, they gave us this document and they we don't know what to do with it we can't implement it we're not sure what to do with it and so it's really because this piece is missing it's a 12-month tactical schedule where you're actually going out and looking at real world prices let's say you know that you need to update the website you need to uh, you're going to attend three different trade shows this year um, you have the specifics now in your plan because hopefully you're engaged in a planning process and you've got your ducks in a row and so you kind of know what you need to do and you can go out and look at market prices, add those up, okay, and then, ch and then look at your spreadsheet model again and how different are they, right? Again, and then it starts to be a push and pull between the two until you get to a stasis. Uh, and really that's gonna be about the threshold between marketing just being an expense because you really didn't get anything from it or you didn't nearly get enough to offset it or marketing being an investment where it brings in eight, eight times more, 10 times more, 15 times more than what you spent, okay? If, if your marketing did that, it would change the whole equation. The trick is, let's say you've figured out how to get 15x return on your marketing dollar. You might think that, well, gosh, I'd be happy with a seven and a half, so I'm just gonna cut that budget in half and we'll get seven and a half times and I'm gonna be really happy. The reason this exercise is important is because it doesn't really work that way. You could spend an awful lot of money and never get past the break-even point, right? You could just right, stay right underneath it for a long time, spending a, quite a bit of amount of money because you never develop momentum, right? So think of your, your marketing and sales like a big giant flywheel. If that flywheel isn't already spinning, let's say it's, it's spinning very slowly or it stopped, you have to apply a lot more energy to get it spinning. Might mean that you run your percentages a little more aggressively. It usually does. Uh, then when you have it spinning, it takes a lot less energy to keep it spinning. And so it's, it's in order to cross that threshold into ROI territory, you've got to at least spend enough to get momentum. It's gonna vary between industries and different companies. So, you know, if you're curious about this, you wanna try and mess around with this model, you wanna try it, um, just shoot me a private message and I'll send you a copy of this. And I hope this is helpful, uh, even with the uh, crazy technical problems. And you learned uh, a little bit, this is how we figure out budgets. And it's funny, over the years, I have to, I'll pat myself on, on my back. Um, boy, are we getting accurate with this? I mean, after doing it, I don't know how many thousands of times it's it's pretty darn close, right? Uh, doesn't have to be exact. It's not. We're not trying to, you know. We're not using a micrometer. You know. We're just trying to figure out what do we have to work with. How is it going to work within our finances and our situation and our comfort and our you know the company circumstances, and 
the best part is when somebody asks you what your call what your cost of acquisition is you know that number and you've consciously decided what you will invest to bring in a deal rather than just doing the old wag uh, but thanks for tuning in we do this every thursday 11 o'clock me and my good friend and colleague bill lowell who's off today and uh, you can just follow me uh, check out the links in the comments and you'll get to see uh, more you've been listening to the b2b marketing mindset with pete monfrey and bill lowell Add to the conversation by commenting, sharing, and liking. And don't forget to subscribe and check out the links in the comments. Learn more at b2bmarketingmindset.com.